So what's up? Uh, not much. Just sitting in my apartment. Too warm. I like totally forgot that you do kind of a cold. A open. cold open, yeah. We we so always do. Like, what the fuck I'll... do I say? Um. How's your How's your week been? Um, pretty regular, pretty normal. Since I am working, I have to go into work and stuff. Yeah. Sorry if there's lab so, work. Yeah. Sorry if there's background noise. By the way, um, my room is way too hot to have the window closed. Uh, so I kind of need to have that open. Oh yeah, Sam. But also, it might be my cat. We do love Gizmo here. True, he was uh, a star in the last episode. We love we we love a loud and rambunctious king. <laughs> he's sleeping like right now. Oh, he's baby. He's being baby right now. God, you have you have a very good cat. Thank you. He was an absolute honor to live with. Yeah, you did do that, didn't you? It's been over a year now. Yeah. This is weird. It is, right? Hey, at least we're not podcasting from the same house this time. Well, we weren't last time either, but imagine if we were, though. That'd be pretty sucky. That'd be pretty something. It would be very... I mean, I would probably just go in my room and close the door and record. Yeah. that's Because yeah, that's I don't know happen. actually how to record with people in person. Yeah, I've done it once. It's weird. I, I've done it a couple of times, actually. It's weird. It's like... So many people, so many podcasts seem to be, like, falling apart because of everything happening. Yeah, they because they don't know how to record remotely. And I'm like, I only know how to record remotely. What yeah, do you mean? I, they're, so, they're so used to being in the, in the stewed, which is what uh, everyone over at Earwolf and uh, HeadGum calls it. The stewed. I don't like that. The stewed? Yeah, stewed, stewed, dude. Hey, right. dude, what's up? Um, not much is up with me. It's also just—I mean, we live in the same city. Like, we're we're what twenty minutes apart from each other, give or take. Yeah, if that. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking hot as shit. Yeah. I really uh, was ten. I I had to go turn the sprinkler off before I started this because my parents decided to plant some new grass in the yard and i literally had to like keep myself from just going out there and just running through the the, the the hose real quick it's like i feel like it was snowing like a few weeks ago though it was literally it was literally snowing last week like like last monday it snowed like weather is not small talk here because it's just always happening yeah speaking of always happening
Welcome to Fear Bandy, everyone. It's your number one, probably not as scary as you thought it was when you were a kid, movie, podcast. Uh, I'm Sarah, and this week I'm joined by returning guest, Morg. Hey, what's up? Morg, who, continues to, Morg, who continues to flaunt the definition of what is and is not a horror movie, but with their appearances on this podcast. Who knows what it is anymore? Horror is state that- of mind. I say that as a joke because I did very much. Morg like lightly floated the idea of James and the Giant Peach, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's watch James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, Morg, I was I, like, you did. You probably were not expecting me to agree to it. No, no, because I was like, you know, I jokingly said like, oh, Twilight, oh, Giant James and the Giant Peach. Because you also mentioned it on like an episode that I actually listened to with like Ion, I think. And I was like, mm. oh, that's an idea. Yeah. Um, and then I listed other horror podcasts, and you're like, no, nah, I was scared of this when I was younger. And, like, I was too, kind of. Um, so I, I didn't think anything in it particular was particularly scary uh, upon rewatching this, but I did, like, just hate the way everything kind of looked, and it made me feel weird in a bad way. And I think I also felt gay feelings for the spider, and I wasn't ready to confront that at age six. <laughs> oh, that's so cute <laughs> and sad at the same time. Listen, some, when you Poor were when you baby. were when you were a young six year old who will grow up to be a lesbian. When you are a young six year old boy who will eventually realize, oh, I'm actually a lesbian. Things are very confusing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the spider is fucking hot, you know. But- yeah, she's she's kind of she's kind of triple C thick. <laughs> so i'm guessing you didn't hate how it looked this time around i still didn't like it for like i i don't i love stop motion like it's one of my favorite mediums but for some reason motion. this one is just maybe it's what was this a tim burton joint or was this just like a looks like uh, not not tim burton who's the guy who like actually did corpse bride and all those things and tim burton got credit for i feel like you would know this. i don't know that i you think i would know because i was because of all the nightmare before christmas because of all the nightmare before christmas apparel that you owned in high school <laughs> yeah but i'm not um God, you ever think about you? Thought, you ever think about how long we've known each other? I'm sure I brought this up on the last episode. It's just weird to think about that there is like people in my life who I'm not related to, who I have known for like literally 15 years now. Yeah, what the fuck? Because we we met in middle school, right? Like sixth grade. Yeah. Time isn't real because I'm turning 26 very soon. Me too. Are you excited to get kicked off your parents' insurance? Love it. I love yep. it. I was fucking dealing with that signing up for it like last week i was like ugh, this sucks yeah. this is so much more than it should be yeah i have to do i, st- I still have to do that i'm going to consult you for that when it comes i'm gonna need help somehow getting through that but I mean, that I'll, aside, I'll try i mean it is different for every place uh so the so, director... but that aside i i, I want to get into just like uh I, I don't know like maybe like a not like a journal thing but just like a small segment at the start where we can talk about like the stuff we've been consuming while we have not been doing social things. Oh, sure. Like, like this is this is separate from what, whatever you're going to recommend at the end. And you can talk, whatever your recommendation is, you can talk about it here if you want. But just so you know. Um, because I've been, I, I've been, you know, I, I'm jobless. I'm looking for, well, I, I'm starting looking for work tomorrow. But uh, I'm currently jobless and I uh, have been watching a lot of stuff. I started rewatching Avatar The Last Airbender. 
and then I got two episodes into that rewatch, and I was like, still pretty good. And then I tur- then I went back to my Hunter x Hunter rewatch, or Hunter Hunter, if you're a fan. Uh, and I gotta say, Hunter Hunter is still really good. Isn't someone else rewatching Avatar or something, or watching Man- it? Many. It's on Netflix now, so a lot of people uh-huh. are. Okay, no. Well, it's back sense. on Netflix, I guess. That makes sense. I. And I've also just been playing a shitload of Final Fantasy fourteen because Lord knows I can't get enough of that game where I get to be an anime cat girl. I, I'm not actually a cat girl anymore. I paid. Well, I I, I used the uh, after you've spent a certain amount of time in game, you get a free uh, like a, a character respec thing where you oh. can change your character. So now I am uh, the the, the in universe equivalent of like a baby. Your baby. Um... I absolute baby. Also, don't you have like a fucking dumbass name now? Oh yeah, my name my name in Final Fantasy fourteen is Cersei's floor map. It hurts me. Uh but I like I mean I've only seen pictures of it, but I like the cat mount you have. It's very cute. Yes, the fattest the, the fattest cat is The fattest cat is such a perfect specimen of video games. And I was slightly horrified to see the background. Honestly, that's probably scarier than anything that was in this movie. What, the fattest cat? Yeah, because well, because it's like possessed. It's so possessed. Yeah. What? I missed I, I missed that entirely. I need to do some research now about the fattest cat. I looked it up because I was like, why is this cat so around? Because people were talking about it in Pigot chat. Um Let's see. What was I doing? I mean, a lot of Animal Crossing. I figure mm. I'm going to bring that up now because I like. feel like everyone probably has had that as like a light bringer forever. Yeah. Or recommendation. Whatever. I've, I've Whatever really, show we're on. <laughs> Fucking. I've, I've really fallen off of Animal Crossing hard in the past like week and a half. And it's like it's been largely because of the joy-con drift um i this is sucks dude this is, oh, man. This is not like in, this is, it's not, it's definitely like not just that because like i fell off animal crossing new leaf pretty hard as well after about like a month or so of playing but like i just like i don't want to play it docked but i don't want to sit in my I, I like literally just playing it for five minutes was like making me mad because like i can't menu in that game without it fucking and i i, I need to like take my controllers apart and do the fucking compressed air or alcohol swab or whatever the fuck the fix is but yeah that's what i did and it helped a lot because i had drift also and that's like impossible to do any kind of terraforming with drift yeah Um, but i did it i tried to make just like a i tried to just make a nice little path from the campsite into the town square and it took me 10 goddamn minutes they're like literally they're, they're like literally six squares apart and it took me 10 minutes because of all the joy-con drift errors yeah i'm like i have a hard enough time figuring out sense of space in that game and in, in in general life actually just my sense of space is fucking hot garbage so yeah. it's just even harder <laughs> but i fixed it because i got the like spray compressed air stuff that nice. you use. it's it's like the stuff you use to like clean your keyboard kind of thing um nice. and oh, I need to get yeah it. i made a pokemon gem in that game so that's cool that ruled um, hell yeah uh and How's, then how you've been doing pokemon also right competitive pokemon league Yes, that's, I was about to, I'm doing competitive Pokemon, uh, 
this is it's like once a week i like battle people like for uh, a pokemon league i'm in where you know you like draft pokemon you right. get like 11 that you pick from and um, um what what's what's your team you because every every season you have a you you are you required to or is it just something you have fun doing coming up with a theme name a theme for your team oh i just have a fun time coming up with a theme it's all me it's literally just because it's i like puns and i'm fun like that what, what is it what is it this time paper mawile and the thousand year door um, so it was gonna be Paper Mareep, but because I drafted mm. Metacham, I, it's actually Paper Metacham and the Palisandor. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And they're all named after, uh, Paper Mario characters, not just partners, but, like, bosses and, mm -hmm. like, from the first three games, so. You've got, um, you've got a, you've got a, uh, you've got a Hitmonlee, uh, named after, uh, uh, Hooktail, because... Hitmonlee no, Hit, Hit kicks you. Wait, is Hitmonlee the kicking one? Yes, but that's... Okay. Hitmonlee yes. kicks, Hit Hit kicks you and Hooktail wants you to smell his stinky feet. Actually, Hooktail's a girl. Who am I thinking of that wants you to smell... Does Hooktail want you them. to smell your stinky yes, feet? Okay, it is, okay. It is, it is her. I did forget Hooktail is girl. She's the only girl of the... Because there's three dragons and she's the younger sister. Uh, oh, yeah. God, I played the Dungeon only reason Dark I forever. know this is because I've played this game like a billion times. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't I never, know. Otherwise. I never beat Thousand Year Door. I think I got to the murder. Not I think I got to the murder on the Orient Express chapter and never really finished it from there. I oh, I that. love that chapter. Even yeah, though there's like no battling, I love that chapter. Mm, yeah, I think that's what like made like 16 year old me turn it off. I was like, oh, no fighting. What's the point? I love that chapter, and I love Glitz Pit, which is like all fighting. Glitz Pit with with uh, what is his name, Rockhawk? Yeah, yeah, with the very unfortunately named Rockhawk. <laughs> we stand a himbo king. <laughs> we we do. Anyways, we should probably get into J we should probably get into the movie we watched this week, which is James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, so interesting choice we definitely had uh yeah i we, i found out today that james and the giant peach was a disney movie yeah because we, we both went to watch james and the giant peach free online and it was much harder to find a good quality a, a good version of it than usual which is because it's on disney plus now yeah so we totally got that and watched it uh you know <laughs> and we can just kind of go through this one bullet point by bullet point and just talk about things as they come up because there's not like as much of a cohesive overarching plot to this one. It's like James is a, James is a boy. His parents got killed by a rhino, I guess. I I, I wasn't really sure. Uh, he has to live with yeah. his shitty ants. He he he. There's a he meets a magic man who gives him magic magic gator tongues. Is it? Yeah, crocodile tongues. Yeah, he uh, he eats one, goes inside the giant, the peach, which has become huge. Uh, he meets a bunch of bugs who are his friends. They go on an adventure. They go to New York City, and then he gets to live with the bugs, and his ants get uh, owned. His ants do get owned. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what happens because it's yeah. You know, there's a lot of like little things in it, like Maya. Uh, I, I like the I like this note that I have near the end of my notes that just say he made it to New York. Detroit became human, and his peach shitted and farted on cops. <laughs> That's what happened. 
like peach. I can't lie, the peach shitted and farted. It like Nickelodeon slimed every cop. Um, all two of them. <laughs> all two of them. There's only two cops in New York City. New, New York City and James and the Giant Peach paints New York City as a utopia that only needs two cops. That only has two cops, really. Yeah, the crowd of people was like small too. Mm-hmm. Which surprised me because yeah, I mean it's very obviously like helping on like a super cramped soundstage. I think yeah, for sure. But for sure. but that's the end. But that's the end of the movie. We got to talk about the beginning. In the beginning, um, James' parents get killed by a cloud rhinoceros that may or may not be a storm. That may or may not be a metaphor. That may or may not be actually just a rhino, since there's a lot of magical shit that happens in this fucking movie. They're all giant bugs and like seagulls that carry a giant peach. So and the giant peach itself. And the fucking ro- and the fucking like spiral of blades shark. God, yeah. So. Who knows if the rhino is real or not, but it's made of clouds, maybe, or maybe a thunderstorm, or maybe both. Um, and we don't see them die, but we're told that. And James has to go live with his shitty aunts, who have who are named, lots what of are funny their, jokes. What are their names? Spike and Sponge? Or Sp- Spike and sponge or something like that bulk and skull it's bulk and skull uh it pretty much is bulk and skull they're here to stop the power because they're abusive but you know yeah do do you think bulk and skull are ever like do you think they ever realize that the five like color coordinated teens that they harass on the daily basis are also the ones who save the city like every day uh I feel like eventually they do. I don't know, though. I haven't watched Power Rangers enough. But Power Rangers good. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while either. But yeah, so they are assholes. Make him do all the work. Eat all the food before he can eat food. Give him fish heads to eat instead of yeah, real like food. Yeah, like, the 90s were, I, I, I'm, like, definitely not just the 90s, but I feel like the 90s were particularly brutal to the concept of godparents, like... Oh, yeah. No, they, um, especially Disney, Disney likes their evil godparents, evil stepparents, evil whatever. Yeah. You know? Like, that's a big thing. And, I mean, obviously other people did it, uh... But yeah, they, Disney was and, Disney. Disney was prolific at it. They were. Uh, I mean, they're just prolific in general. And Disney. Then, Disney was to mean stepmoms the way Don Bluth was to a transformation fetish. Oh my god! Oh man, speaking of transformation, this movie had some of that. Don't say that. It's about James and the Giant Peach. Don't say that about the sequence when he's like a, a shadow puppet crawling down a tube and his head gets big. It's a, hey, he turns into a cartoon. They acknowledge that he's changed. They're like, hey, James, you've changed too. They and- they do. I I'm not arguing. I just don't. 
I regret bringing it up. <laughs> You're only you are only, all this all that you are doing is weaponizing my own words against me, which I cannot I cannot rightfully complain about. But I do I can admit that when I'm so when I'm reaping what I sow, it sucks. Um, speaking of sucks, we have to see this lady's feet. Why did I write that down? I guess because they just like they just like blasted her toes to the camera for like ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what is this uh uh quentin tarantino is the name you're looking for thank you i was like Tin, i should not Tintin? make this joke if i can't you're remember thinking, his fucking name you're thinking about you're, you're thinking about uh tintin quarantino Damn. you're you're thinking you're thinking about uh blair bleep oh that name <laughs> i was like bleep that fucking name out blair bleep that last name <laughs> That's just someone that we went to high school with. Jesus Christ. Um, okay. So. Listen, the heat's getting to me. Lots of funny, ugly jokes. Haha. They're very um, funny, ugly. Um, they, funny. they look, they look like they were like the, like watching this movie after watching Coraline. Um, I think Ion said something about the 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 two old ladies and that looking like these pe- looking like these ants, and like they they do to me. They do seem like the ant the the two like uh, burlesque ladies in uh, Coraline were based on them. Interesting. I could see that. I haven't seen Coraline in a while, but yeah, I could see that. Um, man. What's what even happens? This movie coming, it starts off kind of slow, but then it just like everything happens. Yeah, it starts off slow, and then things just kind of happen for a while, and then it like kind of just like grinds to a halt. This random ass guy, while James is out and about. Oh wait, no, the guy is after. Okay, sorry. First, he takes his food upstairs, and it's just a bag of chips because, uh funny fish heads and uh mm-hmm. he's like oh spider you're gonna get squashed because the ants hate bugs spiders. Spiders. and then she sings a song then she sings this then he sings a song called my name is james or what the fuck ever my name james uh <laughs> he makes a air balloon out of paper yep and it flies away and i swear to god i thought he put the spider on the hot air balloon he did not me too um, because the spider's still there in the morning and all the ants, both the ants are yelling and he's like, fuck, I gotta save the spider who's my only friend. Yep. Um, and so he does. He takes it outside and uh, he meets a magic man. Yeah, this is the magic man that I was talking about that just appears. Just a random guy uh, with a... And he's like, hey, I got I got your paper lantern here. I filled it with magic. New York City is not that far. Oh yeah, because James really wants to go to New York. Because that's where his parents were going to take him? Yeah. Yeah. Before they got killed by a fucking rhino. Before they got uh, jabbed by a rhino horn, they were going to take him to New York City. Um, They were, like, fantasizing about it. Uh, And then, yeah, this old dude. I mean, he's not even that old. This dude is like, here, have some crocodile like He's more wrinkled than he is old. Yeah. He's well-worn. Um, and, yeah, he's just like, here, have these crocodile tongues that are magic and, like, were boiled in witch head. I don't even know. 
they look like worms, but they're crocodile tongues and they're glowing and they are jumping around. It's very weird. Um, and they were kind of what set off all the magic shit that happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's already kind of fantastical just because of like how the ants treat James is kind of fantastical, right. but it definitely like really kicks off. And he trips and falls with the bag after being told not to lose them, and he loses them. He loses every single fucking bean. Except one, but he doesn't know that till later. Um, And the fucking... Oh, I wrote... Her name is is Spiker. I wrote that down. It's Spiker and Sponge. Um, Spiker and Sponge. The peach makes... Oh, (laughs) The peach gets real. The peach gets some bugs in it, and it grows really big. Yeah, the tree grows a peach because it has the bugs that are actually crocodile tongues in it. And they and immediately monetize the peach. They monetize the peach, and this giant peach is the eighth wonder of the world. And they sell tickets, and are like, "Yes, come see it." And you can look. Ding- don't touch. Which is in direct, which is direct, uh, a direct comparison to, to, to at the end of the movie when James is like, "Everybody eat the peach." True. Hey, a theme. Um, the ants continue to threaten James with the rhino. They're just like, "That rhino is going to come after you and kill you if you like fuck around and are lazy and don't do all our chores for us." And also, like later when james like tries the rhino's gonna come the 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 rhino's gonna come because you be on that phone yeah they're like you be on that cell phone and you don't even see the rhino approach you because you're looking at your phone the whole time (laughs) 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 um yeah there's when james is like and so it was like aw when like James like is all dressed up like a fancy boy and he wants to go yeah. play with friends and they're all like, uh, all the kids left. Fuck you, James. Yeah. Um, so there's Does he like have the bag for some reason? That or the paper lantern for some reason? And uh, it has he, one less tongue in he it. Might or there might have just been like a leftover tongue just hopping around because he like he carves out a bit of the peach and then bites it and then the uh, a bug jumps in uh, a crocodile tongue jumps into it and he crawls into the peach and meets all of his bug friends. Yes, because it magics a hole because he's magic now, so it magics a hole into the peach. He crawls in the tunnel. He gets mm-hmm. a big head because he's cartoon man now. He's he's um, he's stop motion now. He's what? He's stop motion now. He is stop motion. He he, now. he only op- he only moves at thirty frames per second or less. <laughs> um, and he's a little uncanny valley compared to his bug friends. Um, there's a grasshopper, a worm, a ladybug. Yep. There, there's there's earthworm, Mister Centipede. Uh, what is it? Old grasshopper? Is that his name? Well, yeah. Mr. Grasshopper, old Grasshopper, Mrs. Ladybug, which implies the existence of a Mr. Ladybug, uh, Miss Spider, and uh, Glowfly, Glowworm, Glowworm. Thank worm. you. Sorry, she's she is a worm. She got a worm tail and not a 
bug tail. I don't know why they didn't go with like a, a firefly or something, but whatever. They went with the more unusual bug. Oh, um, uh, uh, Miriam Margulies uh, played both Ant Sponge and Glowworm. I thought, okay, that makes sense because um, when pe- when James is like crawling into the peach, there's like this cool like shadow, um, pu- like shadow puppety thing kind of showing the bugs, making mm-hmm. them look scarier than they actually are in shadow, and like you hear them yelling at each other, and I definitely heard thought i heard sponge's voice and that was probably glowworm yelling <laughs> yep it was just very noticeable there i for some reason she's her voice isn't as noticeable elsewhere to me yeah um, other notice other other uh the other actors and actresses are uh, simon callow as mr grasshopper richard dreyfus as mr centipede jane leaves as mrs ladybug uh david thewlis as the earthworm and mrs 2016 ruiner herself susan sarandon as miss spider are you kidding me i'm not kidding it's her oh my god dude oh what the hell that's so weird I mean, she's a prolific actress. I know. I just didn't think about it. I'm like, oh yeah. And she also was single-handedly responsible for the 2016 election, and nothing. The and the Democrats did nothing wrong. It was all her fault. Damn, it's all her fault. Queen, she she betrayed Queen Hillary. How could she? How could she? Eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So they all have. No, it's okay. I, it's funny. Um, they all, so you know, they're all like British, so they all have like various accents from around the UK, except the centipede who is a Yank. He sounds I think like he's be, from Brooklyn. I think it. I think it would be really good if one of them was had like a Geordie accent specifically. Oh man, I don't even know what that's. It's 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 an accent that I actually like to hear, but definitely has a reputation as being like indecipherable. Once you've heard someone talk in it for a decent amount of time, you understand what they're saying. But it is very, it, it's a very strong accent. It would yeah. have been very. It, it would have been it, it, that or the um the uh the the guy who owns like the armory shed the in uh hot fuzz the guy who owns the farm where they call him out where they call uh simon Pegg and nick frost out and he's like hey i got a bunch of guns out here okay oh that's, that's i don't i don't think that's jordy i don't think his is jordy i'm just saying that they should have had that accent oh that would have been pretty good um yeah I know the worm has like a Scottish accent or something, and then the grasshopper is very is like kind of posh and is. Um, and wrote... this spider has sexy accent. She has what? She she has sexy accent. Well, yeah, she has a French accent. Oh, um, it is French. That's right. Yeah. French parentheses sexy. <laughs> hey, you know. She's listen. Got Fr- French the French be fucking. And she smokes clove cigarettes, so absolutely jot that down. She, uh, Mister Mister Centipede is also like just blasting a cigar twenty four seven. Yeah, he just yeah, they're just smoking in this peach, and I'm like, wow, way to suffocate everyone else. Yeah, um, they're smoking and token. They're hotboxing. 
They're hotboxing the peach. <laughs> it would be really funny if Miss Ladybug just pulled out a fat duber. Oh my god! <laughs> I want Mrs. Ladybug to smoke a big doink. <laughs> she's like she's just like this doddering old lady type, and she's just like so like oh oh cheerio, I love you, darling. Ch- ch- uh, James, I almost called him Charlie because I I don't know I I almost turned into one of the fucking Charlie the Unicorn. Charlie! Oh god, I thought you were doing like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory thing. No, you're doing the fucking. Old I'm ass doing the fucking. Twenty. I'm doing. Cartoon. <laughs> a meme that a meme that is younger than our friendship, I believe. God, really? Hold on, I gotta look it up. I think you're right. I could I could be Holy wrong. shit. Nope, Charlie Uniform was from 05. We did not meet each other until 06. Okay. Still, that's very close. Actually, actually, wait, no. Um, we would have been we would have been going into 6th grade in 2005. Is it okay? It's entirely possible that Charlie the Unicorn came out Charlie the Unicorn came out in November 26, 2005. You and I were started classes at our school together in September of 2005. It was 05 to... Yeah, I guess 05 to yep. 2012 yep. makes sense. Okay. Um. Wow. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's very funny. That's very strange. That's very funny. Um. What the hell? Um, 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 um. Oh yeah, I wrote my notes. So but anyways, I... anyways, we, we just said we were just talking. She has a purse, and it'd be really funny if she pulled a fat doink out of it and smoked she, it. Yeah, she has a purse that like has everything in it because she's like the mom. If um, it has everything, then by law it should have a fat doink. True. True. Um. Yeah, the glo- they're all kind of like. I mean, a lot of them are like kind of old. They're, like, older people. Like, the glowworm is going, is, like, deaf. I don't know if glowworms actually don't have hearing or not. But, the, and the worm is blind, because, uh, you know, why would Worms you be, like, worms it's got, like, big hearing. fucking, gl- it's got, like, the, the glasses on, too. Yeah. I, they all, like, wear clothes, and he has, like, sunglasses. Um, yeah. It's good. And, yeah, the the grasshopper stress like a fancy boy fancy man yep he's a fancy lad and the you already mentioned the centipede is uh, a brooklyner he's but a newsy. Like, he's very he's much a newsy dressed like a newsy he says he says let us seize the day let us you remember see. from remember from the musical Newsy? No, I don't. I haven't seen that in so long. Nothing Sarah. can break us. No one can make us. Let us seize the day. And then they break dance. Oh, I want to see a centipede break dance. That'd be <laughs> that would fucking be cool. I would. I would love to see a centipede break dance. <laughs> Hold on, let me just Google centipede break dance. <laughs> Centipede breakdance. Oh, there's a gif of it. Let's see it. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, no. It's just a bunch of people doing the fucking worm. No! That's not a centipede breakdancing. Oh. But, yeah. And the spider has, like, a beret on and, like, yeah, big she's boots French. on her legs. 
Yep. She's also got, French. She's French. Um, she does designs with her cigar. She's fancy. I was like surprised yeah. they never did a thing with like her making designs in a web, but I guess this isn't Charlotte's web. <laughs> it's um, it's funny to me that my notes are uh, my notes are half of my notes are from the start of this movie up until James going in the peach, and then I have the exact same number of notes. Uh, like lines of notes about the rest of the movie, which is like the first twenty minutes versus the last twenty. The because last like so sixty. Much, yeah. The last sixty, rather, the first twenty minutes and the last like and the last sixty, because there's just so much that's happening. Yeah, because for they become friends. They're like, okay, we need to get away. Go to New York. Got to go to New York, the best city in the world. They cut the peach off because the ants are looking for James, and they yep, and then they go into the ocean. They They jump into the ocean, and they're like, "Okay, we got to figure out a way to do this." Also, there's a big fucking blender shark. Yeah, they're gonna get. Yeah, there's just inexplicably the scary water monster is a robot. It's a shark with just like with just like rows and rows and rows of circle of like concentric circles of teeth. And they have to fight it while also roping a lot of birds on to take them to New York City because they need a lot of birds to carry the giant fucking peach. They pull it up. And, like, the thing is that for some reason, I, I know this movie is called James and the Giant Peach. For some reason, when I was a kid, I contextualized this movie as James shrinking down to fit in the peach and not James being inside a titular giant peach. Yep, and the bugs are human-sized. Yep, that's concerning to think about canonically they're human size <laughs> uh yeah and just like all the stuff inside the peach is big because there's like big jars and shit in there too and a yep. big ass lantern uh but they this is, they rope all the birds and the brooklyn guy is like oh yeah i know exactly where we're going mr centipede is like i'm gonna lead the way and then they fucking James has a bad dream, right? Where he's like, where his ants are chasing him and the rhino is still coming for him. Yeah, and um, it's like you made the observation, well, that it looked like Angela Anaconda, the dream Mm -hmm. did. It's like this paper animation. Yep. The animation styles stacked on top of animation styles. Absolute, absolute giant, huge brains. Who directed this thing? Um... Henry Selleck. Yeah. Also the director of also the director of Coraline. Yeah, of course. Tim Burton produced it. He didn't direct it, it looks like. Yeah. Um He also directed Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, this is the exact same guy I was thinking about during the movie when I was like, Who's the guy who did Nightmare Before Christmas? But it wasn't it wasn't uh his movie so so fucking Henry Selleck's fucking filmography. First movie he directs Nightmare Before Christmas classic movie second movie james and the giant peach arguably but like you know still a good movie yeah third movie monkey bone (laughs) the fuck is monkey bone monkey bone was a brendan fraser vehicle about a fucking i don't even know a comic character a comic book character who comes to life uh monkey's paw more like monkey bone monkey's boner no Okay, that's that's fair. That's very fair. But uh so they catch a, they catch a bunch of birds and they also fucking make the shark explode, right? 
Yeah, they make the shark explode because like all the bugs pitch in and like fight back the shark and lady bug. I don't know why the ladybug doesn't just fly the whole time. <laughs> why does why does Mrs. Ladybug, the sexiest of of the James the Giant Peach bugs, simply not fly away to New York City? <laughs> I don't know why sexiest was the qualifier I attached to her, considering considering Miss Spider is still in this movie. Yeah, damn. Um. Yeah, they fight back. It, yeah, it, it's it's got like and little, then they're like, like baby sharks coming out of it and like yeah, it like it specifically spits out like little like cut up fish that look like the uh, thing that they uh, James's aunts tried to serve him for his birthday dinner. Yeah, but they also have like it like shoots out like um ro- other robot sharks oh yeah little baby sharks they look like fucking they look like 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 uh there's a they look like enemies from Cur- from the underwater levels of kirby 64 and the crystal shards oh, they absolutely do wow you're so right absolute um... deep pull <laughs> uh and then they have they so they beat the shark and they're like oh fuck we're hungry and then they're like hey we're we, we're living in a peach oh yeah the dream thing happens later because they're like first talking about damn we we hungry we hungry we eat the peach and then they do all this like music to they do a song about singing and they do a song about food while eating the peach um James has that bad dream and the grasshopper says ass the grasshopper does say ass. Because they like they, they wake up and they're like in these like frozen flows of like the Arctic and they're and the grasshopper's like, What the fuck, Mr. Centipede? You said you knew where we were going and Mr. Centipede's like, I mean, I've seen the world. I lived between the pages of a national geographic. Forget about it. I know Forget about I'm... it. <laughs> I just went southern. I just went forget about it and then went, I know the world <laughs> The fabled southern New Yorker. Hey. hey, I'm mosey in here. <laughs> hey, I got the horses in the back. Watch where you're going, you partner, Fazoli. <laughs> partner Fazoli? <laughs> I don't even I don't know, know what that means. You know, you're, you're for Google. Yeah, love the Exactly. Fugle. Uh, but they wake up and then they're like, okay, we got to go. Why do they have to dive into the water to find the thing? The, is it a compass? Yes. So they're like, okay, well, you're useless, Mr. Centipede. Uh, so we have to recalculate, like, how to get to New York City. We need a compass. We don't fucking have one. They're like, oh, there's a lot of sunk boats around here. Mr. Centipede, who's like, fuck, I fucked up. So I guess I'm going to be the one that jumps in the water and do- does it. Because he, he's like, I'm impulsive, and I'm going to do it to fix my mistake. And they say, he committed pesticide. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, I missed that joke. That's a pretty good joke. It is. <laughs> no, I, 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 that was a sarcastic laugh, but it was actually a pretty good joke. Um, yeah. The jokes in this were, like, kind of, like, a lot of them actually kind of got some of them be Some of them truly do be hitting. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, uh, um... So James and the spider who um we didn't mention this before but she is the same spider that uh James saved and they had like a little heart to heart about that um and like you know 
Miss Spider is like going to actually save the centipede after having kind of a tumultuous relationship with the centipede. Um, and also just the bugs in general, because she's like a predator and literally mentions how the peach tastes better than a ladybug. Uh huh. So, you know, they do be eating uh, what bugs actually eat. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she she's like, fuck, that's my friend now, and so she and James jump into the water, and no one has to breathe in this fucking movie. Literally no problem at all. Listen, when's the, last, when's the last time you ever saw a bug drown? Never, right? Damn, you're right. I was never stung by a wasp in a pool that was half-drowning, ever. That's never happened, ever. That's never happened. Uh, and, um... The centipede, like, he did find a compass, but it was actually being uh, guarded by Jack Skellington. Um, and they make a funny joke about Jackpot, and uh, he is fucking comes alive. The bones yep. attack him. Jack Skellington. And various, like, other Disney properties in both. Yeah, other. Attack. Yeah, other bonafide get it? Other bonafide Disney properties. Damn. <laughs> Got him. Uh, so yeah. But uh, they get the compass and they get out. Yeah, and then they're, and they're like, like, "Oh, oh no, shit, Mister Centipede's dead!" But then he rises from the fucking water, wearing like the fucking admiral outfit. Yeah, because he won the fight. Um, yep. The centipede and the grasshopper are friends now, and everyone sings a song. And then everyone sings a song about how much they love James. Yeah. And they're like flying over New York City, but then the rhino shows up, and the rhino is like, "Grr!" And then James is like, "You're not even a fucking real rhino, you piece of shit." Except it does attack the peach. It like... does attack the peach and knock it onto the top of the Empire State Building. But uh, James coughs up the worm or the the gator tongue and is like, "Okay, I'm normal now." And he crawls out of the peach, and then he's back in the human world. And they, like, the cops call a giant... Uh, that, this is when the peach comes and shits and farts on everyone. So, the peach... The, so, the bugs actually aren't with James anymore, because he had already been like, Oh, I don't want my friends to be killed like my parents, so I'm gonna have you all guys uh, crawl up with the seagulls, and the rhino causes, like, this fencing that was on the peach the whole time to like slice them away and they all fly away and he falls I, that's just important because the bugs aren't with him anymore <laughs> and that's uh -huh. like a there's a point to that because they all think he's lying later except he's not and they're really yeah. giant bugs uh, just huge ass bugs they get a crane because they're like oh my god there's a kid up there on the giant peach on the Empire State Building. They constantly call the building the tallest building in the world. And I'm like, oh, uh -huh. haha. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't even know if it was in the 90s, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so they get him down with the biggest crane they can find. And what the fuck happens? They, they get the... They they get the crane, the ants show up and they're fucking like, they, it's implied they drove across the ocean in their shitty car. 
uh, because they they walk out and there's like it, it's just like a fucking it, it's a clown car full of water that they step out of basically and they're like oh our delightful little son we love him very much and James is like no my my friends got here and they're like oh he's a pathological liar and then but then he's like no you guys fucking beat me that's not I'm not going home to you. And then they like they they like grab fucking axes and they start swinging and the cops are just like establishing a perimeter and not stopping the women from trying to murder their god their like godson. Yeah. Uh, but they they like fucking they they get like lifted up into the sky somehow and they like get spun the the ants get like hooked up to like the crane and they get spun around and tied up by Miss Spider and the oh, crane carries the them off show because the bugs show back up and yeah then, the bugs show back up to fight and they like are like oh he was telling the truth and then they like use this Miss Spider's like thread to like pull the ants up and spin them around. And they, like, yeah, lock them in place and are like, wow, guess James telling the truth. Let's get these creepo ants out of here. And James just lets everyone eat the peach. Who asks? Yep. And then they, uh, he, we go, we flash forward to a small epilogue where uh, James <clears throat> is telling the story of everything in front of his, his house made out of the pit of the giant peach. Uh, and then Miss Spider is like, James, it's almost time for dinner. Uh, and then James is like, okay, I'm going to finish telling the story. And then the magic man shows up again and is like, this entire movie was James just sharing his story with as many people as he wanted. This entire movie is diegetic. Goodbye. And we still don't know who that man is. And we never will. He's, he's just chilling. He's just chilling. He's just a guy. I mean, this movie is a fable. Like not a like a fairy tale so it's just whatever yeah and that's the end that's the end and the only scary part for me as a kid was the rhino which i may have said in the beginning but i just want to say like hmm i I don't know the real scary part is the the fucking ants being abusive, I guess. Yeah, it, I did not like to see that. But um, I feel weird rating a kids' movie on this podcast. Hey, you know, I mean, Coraline's a kids' movie, kind of. Not exactly. I guess, yeah. But like, and I, I don't James know. James and the Giant Peach is kind of a weird one because it definitely had like adult jokes in it. Yeah, it, I, mean, I mean, like so does every, so does everything from the night. Everything from the nineties has like a quote unquote yeah. adult jokes in it. Um, but I mean, I'm, I don't know. I feel weird about rating this one. So I'm going to just go ahead and go into questions. Uh, at Janos Skapavati wants to know, how do you think Stannis would react to James's giant peach? I think Stannis would be very afraid of it and would like, you remember how the, like when they first showed a movie for the first time and it was like that train and people ran out of the theater to get away from it. (laughs) I think Stannis would do that. Oh my God. I didn't read far enough into Game of Thrones to get to That's fair. You're allowed. I fell off the book club. Uh, It happens. It'd be like that. That's the only question we got, yeah. Uh, So, if you... What do you you got to recommend this week, Morg? I've been listening to a lot of podcasts because I listen to them at work and still Mm -hmm. working. So, I'm going to recommend Punta Vista because they have all their free pot uh, they have all their Patreon 
podcast for free right now. And nice. it's like a funny news podcast, but in like a different way than each gift. It's it's more like Australian based and stuff. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at least I think like three of them are in Australia and one of them's Australian but in the US. Uh-huh. Um so it's just like nice to get news i i try to like listen to stuff from other countries and they're funny about it and they're yeah. they have good like little little music things to show their the sections of like if they have special news segments and stuff and yeah just a good time uh my recommendation this week is going to be a podcast i've started listening to called wow cool robot it's oh a podcast God. By friend of the pod, by friend of the pod Morgan and uh, other friend of the pod Max, and they well, it's Max's pod, but Morgan's on for the first season, and Max yeah. is doing uh, every series of uh, Gundam, starting with Mobile Suit Gundam, aka Gundam Zero Zero Seven Nine, and I watched the first six episodes along with them, and it's not only is it a good show, it's a really good podcast. So, uh, this was going to be our recommendation, even if you weren't on this week, Morg. So I just, I'm just, I'm not just gassing you up. <laughs> Cause I was like, oh, I guess I don't have to promote. Well, I, I probably still will, but yeah. You can still promote it, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I also recommend watching Gundam, at least, even if you don't listen to the podcast, because it's better than I thought. Yeah, it's a good show. War is bad. Wow, cool robot. War is bad. Uh, so where where people find you, Morg? Well, you can find me on the on Twitter at haunting the morgue, haunting the M O R G, and there you'll find a pinned tweet to my two podcasts. One of them being Wow Cool Robot, um, where I am the yeah I'm the host for the first like series of it, and um, I might come back at some point, but I'm at least there for like 14 of that episodes and then my other podcast uh called sonic shuffle which i do with uh mike dawson or dan uh and i learn about sonic the hedgehog lore in a random and holistic way and it's very weird (laughs) hell yeah uh if you want to find well uh if you want to support us more uh well we are fear baiting everywhere at fear baiting on Twitter, fear baiting on Gmail. We are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash fear baiting. Uh, if you want to support the show, $1 a month gets you access to our episodes that we post early and any bonus content we may or may not do. Five bucks a month gets you a shout out and a message right on the podcast and 10 bucks a month, all that. Plus you get to demand we watch one movie of your choosing. Uh, so thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Kit Spindler and Ducky Aisha for all of your love and support. Uh, if you want to find, uh, well, thank you very much to Blair for editing this podcast. He can be found on Twitter at Blair Kitch. Thank you very much to Seda for their music. They serves as the intro and outro. They can be found uh, making music under the name People You Meet Outside of Bars. If you head to gaygothvibes.online, you can find more of their music. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm at SunHatGenia on Twitter, uh, and I'm also on fr- uh, other noise space.xyz podcasts, The Wonder Years, with the aforementioned Blair and Seda, and I am also on eight Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the Leftism Podcast by Foreign of the Terminally Online. Uh, those are both hosted under the lovely noisepace.xyz uh, banner. Thank you very much to Matt Gamecube for running and maintaining that. Uh, and I think that's going to be everything. So until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm 
Morgan. And remember... You can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone.